Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about a concept in project management that's rarely discussed. When we think about the items that determine a project's timeline, there are all the textbook steps in developing a project plan. In the interest of time, I'm going to simplify the process so we get to the meat of the discussion. The first step in planning a project is breaking down the work and identifying the deliverables, and then breaking down that work into individual steps that achieve those specific project deliverables. From there, you link together the dependencies so things get done in the necessary order. For example, you can't complete the roof before you build a foundation and so on. Once the logic of the plan is clear, then you can estimate the time and effort associated with each of those tasks. This will ultimately define the critical path of the project. And then finally, you want to assign resources to the tasks. That means determining who are the specific people who will own completing that task and that deliverable. Some tasks are compressible in time by adding more resource. For example, if bricklaying is a critical path task, then maybe adding more bricklayers could compress the time and possibly even eliminate that task from being on the critical path. More advanced project management means identifying those project constraints that are critical in nature. And this is a chapter taken directly from the theory of constraints work by Ellie Goldratt. The idea behind the theory of constraints is that there can be other critical resources apart from time. The impact of a critical resource can result in time delays, but in that instance, it's not time that's the critical resource. This is a subtle but important distinction. We have the discussion inside our company regularly. That means identifying the bottlenecks and doing the necessary to resolve or at least mitigate those bottlenecks. In some cases, I am personally the bottleneck. There are instances when it could take me a week to complete a 15-minute task, and that's simply because I'm the bottleneck. We have a saying in our company that done and good is better than late and great. In other words, it doesn't make sense that a particular deliverable gets assigned to me or any other critical resource in the company if it means the entire project is going to be bottlenecked or slowed down because that resource is overloaded. If you can alleviate a bottleneck by assigning the task to someone else, then you might have a chance at recovering some time. We had an instance this past week where we were trying to get a tax opinion on a cost segregation question, and it was turning out to be an important question that was critical. Our CPA wasn't available to answer the question in a timely manner, so we had the option of asking perhaps another CPA, or maybe a cost segregation specialist, or we could remain stuck waiting for our CPA, or maybe we could reassign getting the answer to someone else. In my company, I am often the bottleneck. Some tasks are absolutely best done by me. I will do the best job of anyone in the organization on a handful of things. But then if that task is assigned to me, chances are it's not going to get done quickly. I simply have too much on my plate. In that instance, the critical path is not defined by the time required to get the task done. The critical path is defined by the assignment of the task to a critical resource. So you want to think very carefully about the assignment of that resource. Now, sometimes that resource isn't necessarily a person. Let's say you need to transport an item and you only have access to one truck large enough to transport the item. Well, then the truck becomes a critical resource. If the truck is booked for something else, you might be stuck waiting for the critical resource to become available. But clearly, there's more than one large truck available somewhere in the world. Maybe renting another truck or hiring another transportation company can solve the bottleneck. In my experience, most project delays are not in fact caused by the critical path, but instead they're being bottlenecked on a critical resource. 
In the theory of constraints, it's important to identify those critical constraints and subordinate everything else in the project to resolving that constraint. Nothing else you do other than solving that constraint is going to create meaningful progress. Here's another example. We have a construction project that's been stalled for nearly a month waiting for a framing crew to become available. They were due to start next week, and then we were informed this week that they were running a week behind schedule, which would ultimately translate into starting just before Christmas, and therefore in reality in January because of the upcoming Christmas holidays. Four weeks of delay was turning into seven weeks of delay in just a heartbeat. That meant the possibility of freezing the foundation footings and having to work in deep winter conditions. It would mean even greater delay than just three weeks. The path to the solution was indeed arranging for another framing crew to take on the job. In the past couple of years, this suggestion would have been even unthinkable. There have been such labor shortages everywhere, and in particular in construction. But in this instance, we are able to identify another, more experienced team who would actually deliver a better result on three days' notice. By identifying the critical resource and resolving the bottleneck, we are able to recover what would have been perhaps another month of lost time. The key is to ask who else can do this, and often to remind yourself that done and good is better than late and great. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.